Hello, and welcome to the Nonprofit Radio Show, a podcast with tips and tools for small nonprofits. If you feel in the dark about how to run a nonprofit, sunshine is on its way. I'm Nancy Bacon, and I'm joined by Sarah Brooks, and we want to talk about nonprofit boards. Now, I have an announcement related to boards. I just released a new on-demand board class available in English and Spanish. We believe that a little bit of education will help boards get more done and make board service more joyful. So this series contains two and a half hours of video, a workbook, and ideas on how to bring these conversations back into your board. It all lives on the nonprofitlearning.center. So nonprofitlearning.center, we'll put that into the show notes. Congratulations, Nancy. That's exciting that you have a new training out. It's so fun. It's so fun. And, you know, as we talk about boards, first, we want to talk directly to board members. So this is going to be a two-part series here. And we want to talk directly to board members about what their job is and how they can best do it. So if you're a nonprofit staff member, we hope you find this a resource that's helpful and forward it on to your board members. We'll be addressing our comments to board members now. And in our next episode, we're going to focus on staff and how you can then support a well-functioning board. This is such an important topic, Nancy. I think every single nonprofit person I've talked to lately has been talking about how do we how do we make sure our board is fully functioning, that it's a fun thing to be a part of, that it's a meaningful thing to be a part of, and that it's actually doing the work that our movement needs. You know, when a nonprofit has that highly functioning board, it's a beautiful thing to see. And when it doesn't, it's painful for everyone involved. <laughs> so It certainly is. And I think a lot of boards are pivoting now that over COVID in the last two, two years or whatever it's been, there was kind of a buckling down and like, just do what you have to do and let's get through this. And I feel that there's kind of a pivot point happening now where folks are coming out and seeing, okay, now we really need to figure out what our job is. Absolutely. And I, I'm also sensing a real desire for people to get involved. I think as we begin to reemerge in whatever form that may be, people are recognizing that they can have an impact in their community and they, they want to serve. And we just have to help make sure that everyone's serving in a way that's beneficial to the mission and to them. Mm, absolutely. So let's start with why we have a board. And I think, you know, the word used most to describe the, the role of a board member is governance. And mm. that word is so jargony, isn't it? Like, what yes. the heck does that mean? Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I just in working on this new class, I've been researching governance and thinking deeply about governance. And what does this word mean? And I think ultimately it means that you are accountable. You're accountable to your community, to your purpose and to the organization. And by organization, we also mean the staff and volunteers who deliver on that mission every day. So, you know, a nonprofit has special status at the state and maybe federal level because it has made a promise to achieve some social purpose. And that promise, that fulfillment of the promise, being accountable to the promise is what the role of the board is, right? Mm, yes. And I want to know what that means and what it looks like. Yeah. So let's dig in. So first, there's that promise to the community that a board represents the community to the organization and the organization to the community. So there's that two-way street that this isn't just a kind of one-way street. And sometimes we see that. We see that the board is doing its work focused on the organization, but not necessarily reaching out to the community or representing the community and not paying close attention to what's happening in-house. So I think it's important to see that it's a two-way street the board is representing the diversity of the community. 
So they're accountable to the full diversity of experience and demographic diversity that a community has. And it tells the story of the community back to the organization. Absolutely. And it tells the organization's story back to the community too, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, but so in your experience, what does this look like? Mm, Yeah. So of course it can come in many different shapes and sizes, but one way you might be able to tell that this is happening with your board is that board members are constantly finding ways to tie the organization mission and work into conversations outside of board meetings and outside of organizational events. I have the secret fantasy that someday everyone who serves as a board member, when they introduce themselves at a work function or a social function, you know, we normally say, oh, I'm Sarah Brooks and I do this. You know, I'm, I'm a doctor, I'm an attorney, I'm a you know, teacher, whatever. But wouldn't it be awesome if you said, I'm, I'm Nancy Bacon and I'm a, I'm a teacher and I also serve on the board of organization XYZ, that it was as much a source of your identity and pride as some of the other things that you might identify with in your daily life and, and re- recognize yourself as. And that that gives you this opportunity to open conversation. So someone then will say, well, I tell me more about organization XYZ, Nancy, I've never heard of that before. And it just gives you this amazing free-flowing thing. So that would be one indicator for me that your board members are seeing that responsibility to community and to spread the word and be those good ambassadors. I would also say you'd see that board members would be knowledgeable about their own community. And again, that community can be very narrowly defined if if that's who you serve or very, very broadly defined. And their cause. So they'll know some facts. They'll know they'll have some actual things that they can show that they understand both where they do their work and with whom they do their work and what the kind of contextual ecosystem is that they do their work within. They'll also, of course, have some good stories. And then at the board meetings themselves, I think you'd see when it's coming time to have a hearty discussion or maybe you have to make a tough decision, someone will ask, how would it feel in our community if we made this decision versus that decision? Someone will actually pause and ask the the whole board to reflect on what's it going to feel like in our community so that we keep that perspective in mind. Is there someone who's underserved by the decision we're about to make or someone who's overserved by the decision we're about to make? And how do we feel about that? Mm, I really love that generative thinking and conversation about what is our promise to our community? Mm, Absolutely. What is it? And how are we going to hold ourselves accountable to that? That's pretty powerful. And to your other point, you know, I've seen board members who have a name badge in their pocket or purse and they show up at an event and they pop on their name tag. And I, I immediately think, wow, that's an organization that's really figured this thing out, right? Oh, such a good idea. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And then I've also seen folks who are, are, who are not staff members of a nonprofit, but I see in their signature, their email signature, I'm a proud board member of X nonprofit. Please ask me about it. And it's right there in their signature. And I've actually sometimes clicked on that to say, okay, what is that organization? I'm not familiar with it. What a cool idea. So the second promise that we want to talk about is the promise to the purpose. And you just mentioned it, this notion of asking questions about your community. And it's that the purpose is different from your mission, though though your mission matters too. But your purpose is really like why you exist, that existential question of what difference are you hoping to make in the world? 
And I think it's really important to not just understand the work that you're doing, but the why. And we've talked before about the difference between why and what. So we can refer to those separate episodes in the show notes. But when you ask why you're doing this work, you're understanding the context in which you're working. You understand that you're working in collaboration with others. So this is not a, we're the best animal shelter in town. You know, that's not the point. The point is, the purpose that all animals live in a loving home. And that possibly means that you're working with all the other animal shelters in your community, just by way of example. And, and you can show your piece of that impact. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I really sense a growing trend toward understanding this in the nonprofit sector. When I started, you know, many decades ago now in the nonprofit world, I feel like there was more of a sense of, I just want to be the best you know, one of these and the way we fundraise and draw attention to ourselves is by highlighting how our animal shelter is better than your animal shelter to carry on that, that example. And I, I sense now much more of a shift toward what we are trying to do is build a movement that might be bigger than our organization. Mm-hmm. Our organization has a role to play in that. And it's it, what we're trying though to do, it will take a whole collaborative team, take each of us coming at it from different angles. And that kind of collaboration is really key. And as a board member then, and that means you're constantly keeping your eyes and ears open for opportunities to collaborate. You're coming to the next board meeting saying, okay, I know we're about to talk about you know, I'm trying to think of a good animal shelter uh, question. You know, we're about to talk about, you know, a, a spay and neutering clinic that's coming up. And I was just thinking we should collaborate with so-and-so, or have we talked to the other organization that might be helpful in this process that board members are kind of keeping that lens of what's our purpose and our movement beyond our organization um, in the forefront. And they're actually bringing that up in decision-making conversations. And that has an advocacy role because I can think even to keep this animal shelter example going, we had legislation, I don't know, five years ago or so about the caging of dogs. And that was a big concern for humane societies. And, And I know a bunch of them got together and said, you know, we find this inhumane that dogs are caged for 24 hours a day. And so there was legislation passed. And that only happened because people worked together. Yes, again, and they saw their purpose as bigger than the walls of their organization. You know, I think the other way you'd see purpose and that kind of accountability to purpose coming through is board members would be up to date on the current issues that affect your purpose. So again, not just things that affect your organization, but someone on the board would say in a meeting, well, I think I read something about you know, animal cruelty recently, and the latest research is telling us this. That's really helpful to, and when you see that, you're like, wow, this is a board that's thinking about purpose. And finally, I think what you would also see is that, and when you're making a decision about whether your organization should move forward in a certain strategy path or not, the questioning, the conversation at the board level would be around what's good for your ultimate purpose and not what's the latest, brightest, shiniest grant opportunity in front of us. I do also think the nonprofit world is evolving so that we're, we're trying to be less led by a grant proposal that kind of makes us do the program 20 degrees off from the one we really want to do, but that's what meets the grant criteria. <laughs> and instead, we'd hold true to this is the right thing to do for our purpose, and we'll find the funding to do the right thing. 
And you know, you know, your board is functioning toward purpose when you say no, sometimes that means that you have done the work in order to understand your values, your purpose, your, your reason for existing. Absolutely. So the third promise that we feel that board members have made and for which they are accountable for is really to the organization. And the organization is the structure that delivers on your mission. So while you are collaborating and working outside that structure, ultimately you do need to make sure that that structure works with a sense of compliance and integrity. You've made a commitment to the people who work for you or work with you that staff and volunteers, and you need to know who they are and know that they're making a difference. I was just in Walla Walla delivering a board training, and we had a really hearty conversation about the role of the board to ensure that there are reserves, financial reserves, because of the commitment you've made to your staff, that you have hired these people, you have engaged them, and they have families and lives and all of that, and you have made an implicit commitment to them And therefore, you have to have those really rich conversations about reserves and, you know, what are the true costs of your programs and and really diving into the meat of your finances because you are accountable to your people. Absolutely. And and again, it might sound confusing that just a second ago we talked about how you're accountable to your purpose beyond your organization. But at the same time, you have to make sure that that organization, that piece of the movement that you own is as ethical, as efficient, as productive and happy (laughs) as it can be. So it, it is carrying both of those things at the same time. And when I think about what it looks like, you know, what is a board that is accountable to the organization? What, you know, what are some telltale signs that it's doing that? One, it certainly has to do with finances, which tends to be an area where a lot of board members put their head down and rely on maybe one person who's a treasurer to just tell them everything's okay. I think a a real sign that your board is feeling accountable to the organization would be that more than one board member and and hopefully a lot, hopefully a majority, actually understand your finances and actually ask questions about them. Like really, how are, you know, how is this happening? Not questions from a, you know, skeptical standpoint, but to truly understand how the money works. Um, There'll be actual discussions around the quarterly financial report rather than just, quiet, like, oh, and I'm so glad Nancy took care of that conversation. Yeah. And, you know, we have past episodes on what to even be listening for. So that's, that's great. And then, you know, there'll be an actual annual review of the executive director if you have one. And in that annual review, you'll ask the executive director for feedback on how the staff is doing, not from a performance base, but like, how are they feeling? Are they feeling good and, and supported? And what do they need to feel successful? So that would be happening in an organization where the board is feeling accountable to an organization. There'd be actual things like conflict of interest policies, and they'd actually just become part of the flow of a meeting. So when we're talking about a decision that affects you know, the business you happen to run, Nancy, you'd without question just say, oh, I'm going to recuse myself from this and follow our conflict of interest policy because that's how we ensure the integrity of our organization in this process. So those kind of key core foundational policies and principles would be followed as just a matter of course. And what you'd see is a board member, hopefully more than one, willing to speak up when something doesn't feel right. There are definitely board cultures where going against consensus doesn't happen. It just doesn't, it feels awkward. And you'll actually leave a board meeting and in the parking lot, a whole two people will be huddled together talking about how they can't believe 
you all just passed something because it just feels so weird. That's not board members showing up and being accountable. What is in that meeting, someone raising their hand and saying, I don't feel right about this. Here's why. Let's talk about it. And having that hearty conversation. And at the foundation of that is trust and relationship, right? Absolutely. So being accountable to each other, and we didn't even get into that, but how board members are accountable to each other to build the kind of relationships and and foster the kind of trust that they can speak up. So in thinking about our word of the week, it feels like we need to land on this word governance as well and awful as that word is. (laughs) But, you know, I told you, I've been thinking a lot about this word as I built out this class and, and the word governance, I find completely inaccessible in the nonprofit context, but in the public context, in the space in which we live as citizens It cuts straight to the heart of our democracy and why we work so hard to lift up the stories of the people we serve. So think about governance in the context of government and that government is supposed to be accountable to us, right? Government of the people, for the people, by the people. I mean, if you think about our democracy in its purest sense, it is supposed to be accountable to we, the people who live within our communities, And if the government is not accountable to us, we have the power to vote them out of office. Now, nonprofits don't have elections and we're not voting in that same way. But if we think about governance from that government perspective, I think it it really invites us to consider the weight of accountability that we have to our communities. Is that too wonky? No, no. I mean, you know, (laughs) I have this I have this love hate relationship with the word governance and the whole conversations that. I think there are many articles written about the difference between governments and management. And at least in my personal experience, most of the time, anytime an organization engages in actual conversation around this, it just leads to confusion and hurt feelings and not nothing actually getting that much better. But what I love about choosing governance as our word of the week is, is that we're, we're trying to help our listeners have an alternative language around it. And what governance does mean is is that you remember you're held in the public trust. You know, nonprofit organizations, we get a lot of special treatment around taxes and the ability to give uh, income tax deductions if we're a 501c3. There's a lot of benefits that we're given that we forget about. And that means we have to live up to the public trust that we're given. And the board is the vehicle for doing that. And if, if accountability or responsibility and trust take those places of governance, then, then we've done a good job today. I love that. So board members, you are incredible. You have courageously stepped forward to serve your community on top of jobs, family, and everything else you have going on. We are so grateful for your service. We recognize that you may need to take a few more courageous steps as you bring these ideas back to your board. As you think about your work through the lens of accountability, governance, public trust, whatever word serves you, know that your mission matters and we truly believe that you got this. Thank you for listening to the Nonprofit Radio Show. If you like what you heard on today's episode, please consider sharing the podcast and rating us on your favorite podcast site. Your support is the best way for us to reach more people. We invite you to look at the show notes at nonprofitradioshow.com for ideas on how to bring these conversations into your organization or to tell us what you'd like to hear next. Nonprofit Radio Show is produced by Nancy Bacon and Sarah Brooks 
Editing and post-production are provided by Margaret Nepp Schulte of Three Choices Creative Communications. Music is by Riley Crabtree. Together, we are inspired by you and other nonprofit leaders doing important work in our communities.